0: It is Monday, October 24th of 2022, and you are watching Guy's Daily Drive. Bam! And welcome, everyone, to Guy's Daily Drive, the podcast that lets you in on the secrets of my drive to work. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, That's like what everybody wants to hear about, except I never talk about the drive to work, other than to say, what's that person going to do? Those kinds of things. But it was, a, um, it was an interesting weekend and as I said, this will be the last time I speak about the Motor Museum. Now, I noticed that uh, on the last couple guys' daily drives I obviously had lost track of what it was I was talking about because I kind of went over the same thing on uh, the last two, which is disappointing, I like to you know, mix it up a little bit. Give you guys something fresh to talk about but it's right now the weekend is fresh on my mind so we got up early on Saturday and of all the people that showed up we had the farthest to go so we had to leave we had to leave the earliest coming from you know Washington DC it's was roughly two and a half three hours to get there, and by the time we got on the road proper, after filling the car up with gas and all that other happy stuff, it was like 8.30, quarter to 9, and uh, it was pretty uneventful driving up. Traffic was very light, which is always good. The weather was somewhat cooperative. It was kind of glary. The sun, I mean, the sun was up, but it kept glaring into the car in such a way that uh, Tracy had to keep moving the, the um, I don't even know what you call that thing. Uh, it's the little flappy thing in front of each person up against them. I, there's a name for it and I'm just blanking on what it is. But she had to keep moving that and sliding it around to try to block out the sun so she wouldn't get it right like directly into her eyes. Well, we got... We got to Philadelphia and we were there by 11, which was a lot earlier than everybody else was planning on being there and we were the first ones there. So after we had parked the car and we were all parking in the same spot, which was helpful as it turned out, because we had a box of Halloween stuff that we somehow ended up with that belonged to Tracy's friend's parents. I don't even remember how we ended up with it, but it had been, it had been in our, our storage basement, you know, whatever, for many, many years. And uh, Tracy's friend, uh, Nita, Nita is her name, wanted to give it to her daughter. So we were, you know, we took it up with us to Philadelphia so that we could hand it off to them, who then hand it off to her daughter, who was also there with her, with her boyfriend, We'll we'll get to that. So we walked from where we had parked, which as it turns out was like right outside the Mutter Museum. Though you still had to go around the block to get there. And there's a big farmer's market in a square. I want to say Kensington Square. I don't think that's quite right. But it was in this huge square. And um, we walked over to there. And it was, it was a, was a good farmers market you know I, I imagine the people that lived in that area uh, took full advantage of it i didn't see any any like grocery stores in the area but if you timed it right and this was on a saturday you could get all of your you know perishable goods the stuff that you're actually going to eat and a few other things besides right at this farmers market it was it was well stocked and we kind of bounced around there for a while, and we started hearing from the other people, from Nita and, and her daughter, that they were close. So we walked over to where we were gonna have lunch, which was this this place called Cleavers uh, on 18th Street. I think it was 18th Street. And uh, we went upstairs, I got something to drink, upstairs and we waited for everybody to show up and then once everybody did uh, you, you basically there was a qr code at the table so you would you would you know use the qr code to bring up the menu and you would order all your stuff and pay for it from your phone and then they would announce by the table and order number when your food was ready <laughs> So by the time everybody got there, we ordered all the food and both, both Tracy and I were kind of hankering for cheesesteaks. I mean, you're in Philadelphia. What, what's the, like the one of the big things that it's famous for as far as food goes and that's cheesesteaks. So I got one, uh, with of course the, the steak and some, uh, provolone cheese, pickles and mustard. And I think it had some barbecue sauce on it too, but it was really, really good. But it was almost 12 inches long and it was definitely more food than I, if I had known it was that big, Uh, I think think Tracy and I would have shared one if we'd known it was gonna be that big. But we also got some waffle cut fries and it was all delicious. I mean, really, really tasty. And, you know, if I was in Philly again in that area, I would, I would certainly go back. Cleavers. <laughs> Cleavers.com. I don't even know if that's the URL. But I uh, highly recommend it. Very, very tasty. And, of course, you've got, there's Pat's uh, and another place. that's like, right across the street from Pat's that are always battling out for who has the best cheese steak in Philadelphia. And, frankly, I just can't get that worked up Anyway, everyone showed up and we got our food bag on, and it was it was really good. And then it was time to go over to the Mutter Museum. And as I've said, I've been there before, didn't care for it, and the big reason why I was going was because Tracy's friend Nita and her husband Steve and her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend were all going to be there. And we had I hadn't seen them in a while. Tracy goes up there like once twice a year up to Asbury Park. and But the boyfriend, the boyfriend is a guitarist and plays in two cover bands. One is, and this surprised me, he plays in a Judas Priest cover band. Now Judas Priest, they're still around. Um, but they weren't like one of the big mega groups of the 70s. If you, you had to kind of know who they are. They didn't get a lot of radio play, at least not in South Florida. Uh, I probably heard them more when I lived in Ohio than I did in South Florida. But they weren't like Def Leppard huge or, or Journey huge, that kind of thing. So the fact that he was in a cover band that played uh, Judas Priest songs surprised me, and i pleasantly surprised. I, you know, I like Judas Priest. And then he, he plays in another cover band that does... Um, oh, I just had it in my head. I think Megadeth. Okay. They had their, their mascot is Eddie. So if I don't have that right, somebody, somebody let me know. I think it was Megadeth. And um, it just seemed like these were like two very very different styles of heavy metal music you know you got the one with the the guys you know megadeth with that kind of screaming um low rumbling screaming type of songs and quite frankly it was that was never really my my cup of tea i never particularly cared for it uh you know not to say that it's not good music for people that like that kind of stuff it just wasn't what I like to hear. And Judas Priest, very very surprised but he was a real nice guy, and we uh, got along fine. Not like that matters, you know. Like like he has to make sure, you know, the wedding is going to be off. Not that not that they're going to get married, but the wedding is going to be off if he's not friends with his future mother-in-law's childhood friend's husband. Okay, you got that? You got? Have you worked? Have you worked that around? future mother-in-law's childhood friend's husband so absolutely no relation at all but uh yeah it was fun it was that was that part of it anyway was fun so we, we get over to the mother museum and we were prepaid we had a time that we were supposed to be there like between 1 and 2 o'clock so you know, as I said, they, they do a lot to make sure that there's some kind of social distancing that the place isn't like packed all the time. And as soon as we walk in, we see where the, the Dracula exhibit exhibit was. And we walk over, and I gotta say, very disappointing. It wasn't anything like I thought it was, or was going to be. Now granted, this is a medical museum. So they're dealing, while they're dealing with a, a lot of the fantastic, it's all real. You know, none of it is is fake, which is part of the reason why I was so surprised that they had a, a Dracula exhibit. So what this exhibit turned out to be, it was a single cabinet. Granted, it was a big-size cabinet, but it was a single cabinet. It had, like, an old copy of Brand Stroker's Dracula, as I recall. You weren't allowed to take pictures. It had an autopsy kit from the 1800s. And it had a vampire hunters kit, also, from the 1800s. Which kind of was like, Really? okay that's different so but that was it that there was like and and a little bit of history on you know how vampires kind of became a thing again during that time period 1800s Uh, tuberculosis was rampant and just from the nature of how tuberculosis affects the body people were thinking that that you know they'd been bitten by vampires and were wasting away so that was the whole hook for Dracula at the butter museum and then the wrestling museum was exactly as i remembered it a couple of floors of skulls and bones and oddities and you know a whole building filled with yuck they had a library and and uh exhibit on, uh, what did they call it, the Spanish flu in the early 1900s, and how it kind of spread, especially in Philadelphia. And then um, we left there, and, and they were going on to, like, the South Street area to go to some shops, but Tracy wanted to, uh, to start to head for home. So I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. And as it turned out, that was that was probably a pretty good idea because uh, the one place they were actually trying to get to was closed. And uh, the other place they went to, they said it was like in this other antique store. It was like really creepy. And which made me laugh because it was like we were just in a museum filled with real dead human body parts. And there was something in this antique store that creeped out, It's like, okay. So, but it was still a great day. Uh, it was great to see Nita and Steve and her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend. And uh, I look forward to seeing them again. Uh, if they want to meet at the Mutter Museum, I will beg out. I have absolutely zero intention of ever going to the Mutter Museum again. Nope, nope, nope. So that is going to do it for today. Thank you all so very, very much for joining me on Guy's Daily Drive. I appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to listen and or watch. Uh, If you want to get a hold of me, email addresses are guy at mymac.com or podcast at vertshark.com. I'm on the Twitters. I am vertshark or Mac Parrot over there on the Twitters. You can also find me Tuesday nights, Chuck Joiners, Mac Voices. I do the MyMac.com podcast with Gas. We just released a new episode. And there'll be videos coming from that pretty soon. I started working on that this morning. If you'd like to support the things that I do, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash You can go to Ko-Fi.com forward slash Or you can pay a pal at paypal.me forward slash Parrot. Yep. Uh, that's, I think that's going to be it. There's probably other stuff I'm forgetting. Okay. But um, I have to stop and get some gas. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day, and I will see all of you next time right here on Guy's Daily Drive. Bye-bye.